Welcome to another edition of A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. And, uh, well, the inevitable happened. I had planned on getting on yesterday, but I gave it a break yesterday. Uh, There is going to be, there will definitely be a lot of questions. And answers where they answers whether they have any merit to it or not there will be answers as well too so we know what Pac-12 and the Big Ten did were we surprised no because the more you kept hearing talk it wasn't a matter of if it was just a matter of when and the window of when became anywhere between Monday and tomorrow. Emergency meetings taking place Sunday night. The MAC conference on Saturday was the first FBS conference to postpone its fall sports, which include football. Then the Mountain West became the second FBS conference to cancel this fall sports. We're we're not talking teams like UConn as a lone school, but we're talking conferences. So now, for me, the question remains, what happens next with the Big 12 SEC, ACC. And let me just throw this out for good measures, too. We still haven't heard any news from the AAC, the American Athletic Conference. Mind you, they have three teams. Matter of fact, that conference, if I'm correct, had four, they had four teams end up in the final poll after the football season last year. That was the most of any school outside of the SEC and the Big Ten. That conference has some players in the football landscape, namely Memphis, Cincinnati, and University of Central Florida. Even though Scott Frost has gone on to Nebraska, the program is still in good hands. So we have yet to hear from even that conference. We heard the comments that Scott Frost made yesterday that basically he said they're willing to explore all options. James Franklin, head coach at Penn State, has said the very same thing himself, pretty much. We will explore all options, even if it means plan out a conference. Now, the Big Ten as a whole said, we're not playing. So, would there be some legalities if, let's say, and throw Michigan in there for as well, too. Let's say if the Nebraska program said, well, we want to play. What are our options? What can we do legally? What can the Big Ten do legally to not allow that to happen, as opposed to what can Nebraska do legally to make that happen. 
where would Nebraska go? First thought comes to mind, how about Big 12? Surely there can't be any tampering going on. You never hear about tampering in college sports. Could a conference try to lure a team back into the fold? Let's but let's get into let's get into this though. So the Pac-12. Now, the Pac-12 basically did things a little bit differently in the wording of this. The Pac-12 postpones all sports through end of year. It didn't say till the spring of 2021, but until the end of the year. So get this. The Pac-12 voted to postpone all sports, including football and basketball. You had to throw that in there. Through the end of the year. And the reason I'm pausing there because through the end of the year as opposed to through spring until spring 2021. There are a lot of other things going on. In spring of 2021. March Madness. College baseball. Women's softball. That's a lot. So how would you squeeze in football in the spring with all that's going on sports-wise? So once again, Pac-12 CEO group voted unanimously Tuesday to postpone all sports, including football and basketball, through the end of the year. In a statement, the Pac-12 said, if conditions related to the coronavirus improve, it would consider a return to competition after January 1, 2021. The health and safe, the health, safety, and well-being of our student athletes and all those connected to Pac-12 sports has been our number one priority since the start of this crisis, current crisis, said Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott. In a statement, our student athletes, fans, staff, and all those who love college sports would like to have seen the season played this calendar year as originally planned. And we know how disappointing this is. The postponement applies to all sports that were scheduled to start before the end of the year, which includes winter sports like men's and women's basketball. Impacted Pac-12 student-athletes will continue to have their scholarships guaranteed 
The conference is also encouraging the NCAA to grant students who opt out of playing this academic year an additional year of eligibility. The league's medical advisory group had concerns that many of its current recommendations cannot be achieved consistently across all universities at this point in time. Currently, the availability of frequent FDA-approved accurate testing with rapid turnaround time varied at each of the Pac-12 institution locations. In addition, in many locations within the conference, community test positivity rates and number of cases per 100,000 in the surrounding community exceed levels which infectious disease and public health officials deem safe for group sports. The medical advisory group said it is anticipated over the next few months rapid points of care tests will become more available and we will have a greater understanding of potential short and long-term health effects of COVID-19 to better inform medical decision-making. Scott said in a news conference Tuesday that many factors went into the Pac-12's decision, including the fact that creating a bubble as some pro sports have done was impossible for them. Our student athletes are part of broader campus communities, Scott said. Student athletes are living with peer students on campus, interacting, and enough questions and concerns have been raised that we didn't feel comfortable moving forward. Last month, in the wake of the same decision from the Big Ten, the Pac-12 announced it would proceed with a conference-only football schedule to begin September 26th. The Pac-12's decision to postpone the fall schedule Tuesday again follows the same decision from the Big Ten, which announced that it would postpone fall sports about an hour into the Pac-12 CEO group meeting. We knew there was a parallel track with the Big Ten also discussing this, said Oregon President Michael Schill, the chair of the CEO group. We feel good about our decision. We would have made it independent of the Big Ten. We respect the institutions in the Big Ten. Many of them have the same values that we have, and we're happy they're joining us. The CEO group is made up of a chancellor or president from each of the conference's 12 universities and is the ultimate decision maker for the Pac-12. It is unclear how the decision by the Big Ten and Pac-12 will impact the college football playoff. Any decisions about the structure or format of the 14 playoff are made by the CFP Board of Managers, which is composed of 11 university presidents and chancellors, including Penn State's Eric Barron and Washington State's Kirk Schultz. It's too soon to say what the implications will be, CFP Executive Director Bill Hancock told ESPN. We will wait for guidance from the CFP Board and Management Committee. So there you have it coming down from the big from the Pac-12 in their decision to pull the plug on the season until after the first of the year, January 1st, 2021.
when I come back, we will look at the Big Ten's decision to nix fall college football season and them looking into the spring. That and much more after a word from my sponsor. Your instant reaction to this major, major news in the college football landscape. Well, it's not surprising. I, I think the presidents went down the hall and they talked to their lawyers and they said, okay, what should we do about the COVID? With this new revelation coming out that COVID can have an adverse effect against large human beings uh, as far as their cardiovascular system, they asked the lawyers, can we do this without having huge liability on the back end? And the lawyers simply said no. And so it was an easy decision for the presidents once this information came out. Let's remember a few weeks ago, the, the Big Ten came out with a new schedule. Here's when we're going to start. Here's when we're going to play. But when this new revelation came out about how COVID could affect larger human beings and their cardiovascular system, you think about the liability. Think about the concussion lawsuit that the NFL and the players dealt with because the NFL play, players said years ago, we didn't know the long-term effects. We didn't know the adverse effects. And it cost the NFL billions, quite frankly. College institutions just can't afford that. And so it's no surprise that they're punting to the spring until we can find out some more information. So there you have that statement there on what the thoughts are for the Big Ten and ramifications. So the Big Ten decides to nix its college football season and they're looking at the spring. So. Big Ten Conference presidents and chancellors voted Tuesday to postpone all fall sports season, including football amid the coronavirus pandemic, with the hopes of playing in the spring. Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren told ESPN on Tuesday evening that when the conference released its schedule only six days ago, he reiterated the season might not happen, a message he has been consistent with. Because we announced a schedule does not mean we're going to play, he said. As you gather information on a daily basis, that's what day-to-day -day is. We have to still plan. By, organi by, organizing, by organizing schedules and making announcements, we made it very clear. I thought I was very clear in that it's a day-to-day -day decision and we're going to do what's best for the health and wellness of our student athletes. Warren said the decision was based on the uncertainty that still surrounds the coronavirus pandemic. It's a combination of where we are in our testing, where we are in our rapid testing, how is contact tracing actually defined, he told ESPN. There's a whole litany of issues. We have incredible policies and procedures in place and our schools. We have 14 schools in 11 different states. People are doing the best they possible can. But when you go from the acclimation period to getting ready to put on pads and contact and you look at the overall numbers during this global pandemic as far as caseloads, they have not decreased. They have gone up. Trends have not improved. They've become worse. You add that up and you're getting ready to go 
into more formal practice, it's just a level of not only concerns, but unknown risks are large. When you're dealing with the health of human beings, it's serious. Later Tuesday, Pac-12 presidents and chancellors followed the Big Ten's lead and also voted to postpone the conference's fall sports season, including football. On Sunday, ESPN first reported the Big Ten presidents following a meeting on Saturday were ready to cancel the fall sports season, and they wanted to gauge whether commissioners, university presidents, and chancellors from the other Power Five conferences, the ACC, Big 12, and SEC, followed in line with them. Officials with the ACC and SEC have indicated they plan to proceed with seasons this fall. But it's unclear whether the Big Ten's decision will change those plans. As for the Big 12, it's not entirely clear what the conference's intentions are, as some of its member schools seem to be divided on whether to play this fall or try to go in the spring. In making this decision, the Big Ten said it relied on medical advice and counsel from the Big Ten Task Force for Emerging Infectious Diseases and the Big Ten Sports Medicine Committee. Our primary responsibility is to make the best possible decisions in the interest of our students, faculty, and staff. Martin Shapiro, the chair of the Big Ten Council of Presidents, Chancellors, and Northwestern University President, said in a statement. Nebraska, after Cornhuskers coach Scott Frost on Monday said his program is prepared to look at any and all options in order to play this fall, issued a joint statement Tuesday saying, we are very disappointed in the decision by the Big Ten. We have been and continue to be ready to play, said the joint statement from Nebraska Chancellor Ronnie Green, President Ted Carter, Athletic Director Bill Moose, and Frost. Safety comes first. Based on the conversations with our medical experts, we continue to strongly believe the absolute safest place for our student-athletes is within the rigorous safety protocols testing procedures, and the structure and support provided by Husker Athletics. We hope it may be possible for our student-athletes to have the opportunity to compete. When asked what the discussions among the presidents were like, Warren told ESPN that we made the decision together, but conceded it was a move that won't be universally applauded. When you make complicated decisions in your life, you never expect everyone's going to be happy, Warren said. These are complicated decisions. We have 14 world-class academic institutions with alumni around the world in 11 different states who are passionate about athletics. And we have almost 10,000 student-athletes. Warren, who on Tuesday said he took Frost's statement as a point of passion, would not say whether the vote to cancel the fall season was unanimous. Our schools, we don't always agree. But people understand that we will be together in the Big Ten, Warren said. Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh also expressed disappointment in the decision. Our student-athletes and coaches want to compete, he said in a statement. They have committed, trained, and prepared their entire lives for this opportunity. 
And I know how much they're disappointed at this time. I share in their disappointment today. Ohio State Athletic Director Gene Smith said he and University President-elect Christina Johnson were in agreement to delay the start of the fall sports season instead of postponing to the spring. This is an incredibly sad day for our student athletes who have worked so hard and been so vigilant fighting against this pandemic to get this close to their season, Smith said. My heart aches for them and their families. President-elect Johnson and I were totally aligned in our efforts to delay the start of the season rather than postpone. I am so grateful to her for all her efforts in support of our student-athletes and a traditional fall season. As an institution and as an athletic department, we have a responsibility first and foremost to the care for the health, safety, and wellness of our students and staff, and I believe we have done that successfully. Smith confirmed to ESPN that the school won't pursue opportunities in other conferences for a fall season. Buckeyes quarterback Justin Fields, considered a Heisman Trophy contender and a top four NFL draft prospect by ESPN analyst Mel Kiper Jr. and Todd McShay, made his feelings known by the Big Ten decision on Twitter. His Twitter handle simply said SMH. It's still unclear how the decisions by the Big Ten and Pac-12 will impact the college football playoff. Any decisions about the structure or format of the 14 playoff are made by the CFP Board of Managers, which is composed of 11 university presidents and chancellor, including Penn State's Eric Barron and Washington State's Kirk Schultz. It's way too soon to say what the implication will be, CFP Executive Director Bill Hancock told ESPN. We will wait for guidance from the CFP Board and Management Committee. Besides football, other sports are affected. Other sports affected are men's and women's cross-country, field hockey, men and women's soccer, and women's volleyball. The COVID-19 pandemic has impacted every aspect of our lives, both personally and professionally. For many students and staff, it has brought anxiety and stress, and we are all looking forward to a time when things begin to look and feel more normal. Wisconsin Chancellor Rebecca Blank and Athletic Director Barry Alvarez said in a joint statement, For many months, we had hoped that the return of fall collegiate sports might be an opportunity to restore some sense of normalcy and provide brighter moments. Even so, today's decision by the Big Ten to postpone fall 2020 sports season is the correct one. So I say it started with the MAC conference, went to the Mountain West, and today the floodgate is starting to open. The Big Ten and the Pac-12. My personal opinion, while they was wondering who who was going to be the first, the first happened on Saturday with the MAC. Then the Mountain West said, why not? And in the end, it made it easy for the big boys to say, 
Let's do the same. So what happens next? The Big 12 is divided. The ACC and the SEC, they seem gung-ho and ready to play, regardless. So what happens if all you have is a power two, is out of the power five, you only have two power conferences playing. And as I said in my statement earlier, we haven't heard them from the American Athletic Conference. Because it's usually a team out of that conference that's playing for a New Year's Six Bowl. So, something to think about. Let's say if only the SEC, ACC, and the AAC, because in essence, now you have to look at the AAC as a power conference, and this is, you have to look at the fact that the Big 12 decides not to play, which means you have three power conferences because now the AAC has been elevated to a power conference. It would be interesting to see what they do as far as a college football playoff. So that's something to look at. Anyway. When I come back, we're going to look at, I haven't figured it out just yet, but when I come back, we will have some more news. So after this word from my sponsor, stay tuned. We have some more to come. In the Big Ten. I don't know if Nebraska wants out of the Big Ten because if they follow up and actually try to, let's say the Big 12 plays this year, and they, they try to say, hey, do you mind if we jump in 2020 and play some football over there, which I can't imagine that ever happening. Um, but if they were to tr- even think about that or talk about that, I, you know, I, I don't know how the, the rest of the, uh, the conference would look at that. I will say that you know, this, this entire week, is unprecedented for the Big Ten. Um, I, I said earlier that I've, I've seen maybe, you can imagine sometimes a president or a coach or an AD being frustrated in a closed-door meeting, airing out those grievances. But I cannot imagine, I never thought I would see so many people from one conference basically challenging the conference commissioner, whether it's players, whether it's coaches, whether it's athletic directors, presidents, chancellors, Everybody in the last 48 hours, it wasn't just hashtag we want to play. You were hearing from everybody. And now the decision comes down, and now you're hearing from people on the back end about how much they don't agree with the decision. So it's, it's, it really is going to be interesting to see when the dust settles where the Big Ten is and how this impacts Kevin Warren, who just got there to, you know, from the Vikings and the NFL to, to take over for a legendary commissioner in Jim Delaney. So that was the voice of Kirk Herbstreet. See, sounds a little confused as to why Nebraska would be feeling the way. I mean, he didn't just point out Nebraska, but in the way he did point out Nebraska, because Nebraska has been willing his voice. Nebraska is basically on the same plane as 
pretty much the ACC, which is basically led by their poster child, uh, the Lawrence kid, the quarterback for Clemson, Trevor Lawrence. And I must give the devil his due. Even the president has jumped on that bandwagon as well. I don't know if that's for political points, and I'm not going to get in that because this is not a political show. But there is a lot of buildup. The trending hashtag, we want to play. Hashtag, I want to coach. So, you know, as far as Kirk Herbstreet, I mean, why should he be surprised to see that Nebraska is on that same plant? They want to play. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's talk going on right now. You know, depending on what the Big 12 does. If they're going to play or not in the fall, I would not be the least bit surprised. And then that leads to the next question. You never hear about this in college football. But could that be deemed as, I guess this would be a word, would that be deemed as institutional tampering? First of all, you have to see what Nebraska's mindset is. Because there's going to be a lot of things, trust me, blown out of proportions, okay? Just because Nebraska is voicing that they want to play, regardless of what the Big Ten's decision is. And I know their case is different, but keep in mind, Notre Dame is independent. They're not affiliated with a conference until now. And that became an agreement between them and the ACC because report has it is that the ACC and the SEC say football plans remain unchanged. The ACC and SEC have not altered their plans to play a fall season despite decisions to postpone by the Big Ten and Big 12 on Tuesday. In separate statements, the ACC and SEC said they continue to make decisions based on the advice of their own medical advisory groups along with local and state health guidelines. The Pac-12 and Big Ten cited information from their respective medical advisory groups in postponing fall sports. Earlier Tuesday, the chairman of the ACC Medical Advisory Group, Duke Infectious Disease Dr. Cameron Wolf, told Sports Business Daily he felt a season could be played safely. SEC Commissioner Greg Stanky said in a statement, I look forward to learning more about the factors that led the Big Ten and Pac-12 leadership to take these actions today. I remain comfortable with the thorough and deliberate approach that the SEC and our 14 members are taking to support a healthy environment for our student-athletes. We will continue to further refine our policies and protocols for a safe return to sports as we monitor developments around COVID-19 in a continued effort to support, educate, and care for our student athletes every day. The disparate medical opinions have only added to the frustration over the past week. Multiple ACC sources indicated that nothing has changed from a medical perspective since the Power Five conference announced their schedules last week, and there remains disbelief over how the Pac-12 and Big Ten reverse course so quickly. 
Those sources also indicated that much of the future decision-making could hinge on what happens with the Big 12. Ideally, the ACC prefers a majority of the Power 5 conferences to play on. If the Big 12 decides to also delay until the spring, that could change the calculus, but it might not necessarily be a deal-breaker. The Big 12 is currently split on whether to continue moving forward or postpone the fall season, sources told ESPN. Baylor Athletic Director Mac Rhodes, in an interview with Sikkim 365 Radio in Waco, Texas, said that if the league voted Tuesday, it would be close. I think everybody's grappling with the Big Ten and Pac-12 decisions, Rhodes said. My sense is that if we vote today, it would be a really, really close vote. Rhodes said that if he had to vote Tuesday, he would not be ready to do so and would urge the conference to take more time before making any final decisions. What I'm personally struggling with is I don't want to be forced into making a decision, he said. This is obviously a big, big decision, and I don't feel like I personally could vote today and feel like I really voted on solid footing for the right reasons. If I was providing counsel, I would say, let's pause. Let's take one, two, three days. Let's gather ourselves. We've been thinking through it. It's not like we haven't known that this day is coming and and it's upon us. But for me, there's just some things that I want to have some for additional further conversation before we voted. I'm just being completely honest and transparent. I'm not comfortable making the decision today. The league is scheduled to meet Tuesday evening, which will consist of presidents, athletic directors, and team physicians from each of the league's 10 schools. ACC presidents are scheduled to hold their weekly call on Wednesday and will hear from the league's medical advisory group. It is also expected that the group will discuss the medical data the Pac-12 used to justify its decision to hold off playing fall sports until at least January. One reason the ACC feels comfortable with pushing forward is the way football teams across the league have had little to no coronavirus cases over the past month. On Tuesday, Louisville tested 100 football players and had zero positive results. North Carolina and Pitt have not had any positive tests over the past month either. And Virginia has not had any since July 24th. Boston College had zero during its latest round of testing. We are pleased with the protocols being administered on our 15 campuses. The ACC said in a statement, we will continue to follow our process that has been in place for months and has served us well. We understand the need to stay flexible and be prepared to adjust as medical information and the landscape evolves. So there you have it. As of right now, we can say look forward to at least the ACC and the SEC giving us some glimmer of hope of a college football season. Some glimmer of hope.
Right now, the Big 12 is split. And as you heard, some are not ready to even make a vote. And would be better off delaying the vote. So now we move on to a little bit of recruiting news. Because I believe that some of these decisions taking place are are going to have an effect on recruiting. Defensive end, Tamise Adil decommits from Ohio State. Ohio State lost a commitment from its 2021 class on Tuesday when ESPN 300 defensive end Tamise Adderley announced he was backing out of his commitment to the Buckeyes. Adderley is the number 39 ranked recruit overall and the number 6 ranked defensive end in the class. He's a six foot three, two hundred fifty pound prospect out of IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida, and was the fourth highest ranked commitment in Ohio State's class. Adderley hasn't said who is at the top of his new list, but he has had contact with Alabama, Texas, Texas A and M, Oklahoma, and Florida, among other schools. The Buckeyes still have defensive end Jack Sawyer, the number one ranked recruit overall, committed. But losing Adderley does hurt the class. Adderley, Sawyer, and ESPN 300 defensive tackle Mike Hall made for an outstanding defensive line class. The staff still has plenty of time to find another defensive line recruit to fill that spot. And the coaches still have the number one ranked class overall, Alabama. Is close behind at number two. Even with Adley's decommitment, Ohio State has 16 ESPN 300 commitments, including Sawyer, number one running back, Trayvon Henderson, number four ranked pocket passing quarterback in Kyle McCord, and Jaden Ballard, the fourth best wide receiver. So there you have some recruiting news so there's the update on what is taking place in college football and I will be keeping my ears open for anything else to happen and I will probably be getting into a little bit NFL, Major League Baseball, because I I want to leave you on this thought right here. If you look at the sports that are being played right now, golf seems to be kind of unscathed by the virus. You have the NBA playing in a bubble, and there seems to be no ill effects from the virus. You have the WNBA also playing in a bubble there seem to be no ill effect from the virus you have MLS Major League Soccer you have the NHL these 
sports entities are all playing in a bubble. And you seem to hear no reports of any ill effects from the coronavirus. With that being said, I pose this question. Could the NFL on a regional basis pick four regions play in regional bubbles? Now, what to me, just thinking about this, what would have to happen? It's plain and simple. You would have to, at least for the season, do away with the conference alignment as we know it. I believe there's 32 teams in the NFL. And you would have to put them in four regions, which is why I call them regional bubbles. And you would probably look at a schedule in all regions, Monday night, Thursday night, Saturday night, and of course your Sunday games. It's just a thought. Some may say that's the craziest thing I've ever heard of. Some may say, well, you know what? That may be a thought. It also be a way to have your NFL football season played. So what would you do about a playoff? Well, that's when it gets interesting. Because you're going to take the two teams with the best record out of each region. And for the playoff and the Super Bowl, it would be played at one central location. I would say most likely AT&T Stadium. That's just the thought that's in my head. Like I said, it may make sense to some and may not make no sense at all to others. But hey, everybody has their opinion on things. I'm just throwing this out there. Maybe you have an opinion. Until the next time, take care of yourself and each other. This is a train sports talk podcast. Yours truly, Anthony Smith. Sign off. It's been a blast. Take care of yourself and each other. God bless.